0: Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined by Cody Carpentier As we continue breaking down these uh, Senior Bowl prospects at the wide receiver position, um, man, pumped to pumped to be getting into prospect season here, and so happy to have all you guys following along. We're gonna have plenty of profiles. Good, Cody. I see the. I looked at the admin over at Roster Watch. Man, you got a bunch of these things already already piled up. Um, so yeah, just to ex- expect that stuff to continue coming and getting the um, getting the industry leading intelligence here from the NFL draft side of the. Rookies and the prospects for fantasy football, dynasty, best ball—that you've come to expect from us, from your boys here at Roster Watch—and uh, th- certainly, to have Cody along for the ride this year in an official capacity with us. Cody, today, Malachi Corley, Western Kentucky, and Aniah Smith, Texas A&M. What the hell's going on with you, brother?
1: Not too much, man. Late, late flight. Got back to Minnesota, so I'm. Uh, I sat down. <sighs> I see the storm ready to come in. You guys got snow right now, don't you? You got this big vortex thing coming through. Oh, it's, it's coming. About the-
0: like, apparently, it's coming, man. People are starting to freak out. I, like, my wife is freaking out a little bit. I need to. After I do the Longhorn show later, I gotta go. Like, you know, she wants me to stock up on water and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, I was, I, mean, I was, I was
1: getting ready to to, tra- to start driving back to Virginia. I flew in from Salt Lake. I was getting ready to drive out to Virginia, and I was like, either we leave now or we wait till Thursday. And I think we're gonna wait till Thursday. So yeah. anyway, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk some football.
0: All right. Uh, do you want to go first with uh, Malachi Corley? I I mean. Uh, it's sure, just like it's it's, it's it's just like usual. Um, I, I did I did most of my you know we assign our guys. I did most of my work on Anaya Smith, man. Yep. I, but I like these two guys. I'll just I'll just say for me what I notice about Corley whenever I watch him um, is the thing that I think that everybody's going to notice whenever whenever they watch him, and that's the fact that it's a dude who I think both these guys today are sort of like the sort of like the BMI. Um, you know, the kind of, the kind of tough, tough running, tough to take down kind of, you know, alpha mentality, um, but with the ball in their hands type of receivers, and for me quarterly, just the one thing is you know if if you go by go back and just don't just watch the highlights, but we kind of watch the game by game stuff. it's amazing to, Just the thing that I like and something that I always like out of these prospects is whenever you watch one of the football games and the announcers call their name literally it, it feels like it's 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 every other play i mean he was the mm-hmm. he was the alpha on his offense. I don't know if the does does the market I, I didn't even look at his I didn't even look at the market share. Um, oh yeah, and so the market share stuff even says it too. You know, it's uh, definitely very, very productive within the context of that offense, and uh, somebody who you could definitely see take over football games. But I'd be interested to hear, what, like, which what what you think, just from your overall assessment and um, and your evaluation on him.
1: I watched a little bit of Corley during the season, but after finally getting to sit down and actually watch him, I, I was. I'm a big fan, but I'm not as big of a fan as I thought I was going to be when I got done with my final assessment. He comes in about five five eleven, about two hundred pounds unofficial. He's twenty two years old. Um, my projected forty. I have him for four four two, which is pretty solid for him. Um, looking at a, about a fourth round grade, he did break out during his redshirt freshman season at Western Kentucky, playing with a handful of guys that are currently, you know, on the on the brink of making it uh, on onto NFL rosters like Jareth Stearns. Um, he played with Bailey Zappi that year, uh, Daywood Davis, Mitchell Tinsley, got guy that transferred to uh, Penn State. Um, he was recruited out of Campbellsville as a 167-pound cornerback, and he's now anywhere between 200 and 210 is kind of where people are seeing him at. Uh, he's only offered by Austin P, Eastern Kentucky, Murray State. He chose to go to Western Kentucky just an hour from his hometown. Again, played with Bailey Zappi that one year when Zappi threw for nearly 6,000 uh, receiving yards. He had a couple opportunities against Power 5 schools, total 88 yards and a touchdown against Ohio State, 12 catches, 93, and a touchdown against Auburn. Had 70-plus yards twice against Indiana during his time there. He's gained, uh, it looks like, between now, we don't have official weights on him right now, but again, if he came in at 167 pounds. He's currently looking at 200 to 210. He came in at 167? 167 is what he was recruited as. He does like
0: he put on bad weight. I mean, he doesn't look Jeez. like that's bad weight he's put on.
1: Yeah, and so it looks like he's put on between thirty and forty pounds of mass uh, during his a time at Western for Kentucky. Respect.
0: A lot It's respect. a
1: ton, but again, it's some of these. That remember, you
0: like, like, tackle like everybody's. You know, every,
1: everybody's went to school with these guys that are you know puny guys, maybe five, you know, five six, five seven, hundred sixty pounds, and then this guy just happened to be an athlete, go into a program, work out, and you know things click sometimes. But he put that weight on. And he's become a literal yak monster, finished with 8.6 yards after catch per reception this year over the last three years. He's amassed 2,056 total yards after catch, which, Alex, if I just asked you, you know, what's a good number for a receiver to have in a four-year career in college for receiving yards, 2,000 is a pretty solid number. This guy has over 2,000 just in yak. So I'm extremely impressed by his explosion, his, his breakaway, his, he's got excellent core strength and contact balance. I think uh, he's rare, rarely ever tackled by that first defender. And like I said, he's a self-proclaimed king. Go to his bio on Twitter right now. It says the yak King. That's kind of what he sees himself as Finished <laughs> fifth, fifth in all of the FBS yes, last year uh, with 683 yards after the catch just last season. I think his vision his quickness after the catch are impeccable. Uh, and they're similar to a lot of these players that you see in the NFL, like the Debo Samuels, where it's not just catch the ball, Run into a guy, break a tackle. It's he's he's visualizing the openings downfield, kind of like a running back does uh, when he finds a hole in the in the offensive line. He's a two-time All Conference uh, All Conference USA first team, uh, but the cons I I, did, I do think it's kind of a limited route tree. A lot of the work is coming from behind the line of scrimmage, with occasional crossers, deep crossers, things of that nature. Uh, he struggles mightily in the contested catch region, but um, it's unlikely like that he's going to be utilized like that. He's not going to; they're not going to use him like a Mike Evans downfield. They're going to be using him closer to the line of scrimmage where he excels. Ninety-two percent of the snaps he's had during college have come from the slot, so he's he's entirely a slot player at the next level. His average depth of target has dropped from seven point eight in his freshman year down to five point five a dot uh, this past season. So uh, sometimes he leans on his body. Leans on body catches, um, but he does have the ability to frame a football and catch it properly. Um, I do think he's a slight lower quarter, but he's got he, he's kind of elastic, kind of like a um, Tyreek Hill, kind of in the in the in the tackle breaking market. I don't want to compare him to Tyreek Hill by any means, but um, that that lower body, um, almost almost like a bounce off of players or or uh, ability. The thing that's different about Tyreek for me is always watching him run. And it looks like he's got rubber for ligaments, like he mm-hmm. just can bend around guys at full speed and like there's a little titch of that in corley so it's less of a shed
0: um, and more of just a bounce yeah right yeah right yeah
1: so uh from a from a fantasy outlook uh really what i came down to my player comp from a playstyle comparison is golden tate um which i think is pretty high praise um i don't i again it's it's tough to always give guys these top comps but the play style kind of goes around that Golden Tate, Curtis Samuel type of a deal. Again, I mentioned Tyreek Hill before. I don't want to comp anybody ever to Tyreek Hill but because uh, Tyreek Hill is the most dynamic player in football. Um, but I think that some of those tendencies are in his, his body shape and his play style. Uh, his likely outcomes for uh, his range from Bo Melton, who we saw go to Seattle, end up on the practice squad, get cut. Now he's a Packer. He made it through. That's a low end range of outcome for uh, Malachi Corley, all the way up to a, a Tyreek Light, where you know he's going to be used around the line of scrimmage. And if he goes to an offense that is just going to pepper him and utilize him and allow him to win in ways that he can win, like if he goes to San Francisco and he gets to sit behind Debo, for example, and learn that offense with a guy like Kyle Shanahan that can teach you. Uh, my expectation of Malachi you Corley know, is
0: it, because you know how what a perfect team fit <laughs> because if he's what, the he, <laughs> yeah, just
1: a Yakking slot dominant and like yeah. that would just make so much sense to me. So, uh I think he has the ability to go into an offense day one and kind of do similar to what Curtis Samuel did his second year in Carolina, go for 480 500 yards. Um He's, the expectations can't be sky high year he, in, but he he and no. his fat
0: is Curtis Samuel.
1: No, I but the thing is I did if have him are, about that are. four four two four, four 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 five area. He's I don't think he's a four three guy by any means or or Tyreek area or Curtis Samuel. Those guys are four threes uh, for sure. Um but I did have him about four four two four 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 again comp Golden Tate and then my draft grades about around four
0: round four for him so that is malachi corley western kentucky uh he'll be at the senior bowl and you'll you'll be hearing plenty more from us as always man like i always say when we do these prospecting shows this stuff is all um just make sure you're keeping up with us here on the podcast and make sure you're keeping up with us here on roster watch just because our, our our thoughts on some of these guys is we get you know we we don't we don't spend the money and use the resources and use the you know the the basically the the ability that you guys who are subscribers give us to be able to do this, we don't take it lightly. So when we go to uh, we go to research these dudes, and we go see them live, and we talk to people and all the rest. So uh just make sure as our thoughts evolve on this, this is more of a primer than in, than anything else. Okay, so I wanted to say that before I talk about this next guy, Anais Smith, because I feel like there's a lot of ways <laughs> a lot of ways this guy could go. He's a good player, man. Uh, out of mm-hmm. out of out of Texas A and M, um, he's listed. Five foot, you know, five foot ten, 200 pounds. I think that looks probably about right. And it's just, it's interesting that these two players are the two that we got uh, here on this same broadcast, um, because they remind me, you know, they, they, they remind me a good bit of each other, uh, different, slightly a couple of different things. Courtney Logan, so good to see you. Um, Second year member of the nation. I won two champions last year. Champions. Love to hear man. it. Thank, thank you so much, man. It's, it's been so cool getting the emails from you guys. I know Cody. have been copied on some of these, man. It's it's been cool these last, you know, th- this last week or so hear, hearing about all your all of your championships and stuff. And we can't thank you enough for being members of Roster Watch Nation. Um, but, but this is this is where it starts, right? <laughs> we we, we got to learn who the rookies are. We got to figure out uh, the the landscape of the NFL draft because it pertains not only to these prospects and where they go and their eventual um, you know NFL team fits, but also how people are going to be valuing certain players in free agency and like how is the rookie pool looking and stuff like this. So, um, it's it's it, it's the bedrock for a lot of it. So thank you guys so much. Um, okay, so Anaya Smith, five foot ten, two hundred. He's going to be 23 in the 2024 season. He'll turn 23 uh, on, f- I guess, what? Is it f- um, he's He's a Labor Day. Or wait, is that Labor Day or Memorial Day?
1: That's Memorial. Memorial's he, man. He's
0: a, he's a Memorial Day kind of baby. Um, May 31st of 01. Um, he broke out early in 2020 as a sophomore. And What I thought was interesting, that was as a true sophomore in the SEC. He broke out on an A&M team that had lots of future NFL talent. It, like Isaiah Spiller was on that team. Devon A-Chain was A. Chain was a freshman on that team. Um the Jalen Weidermeyer, we hated him in the draft, but he was a dude who was a good, you know, well, but he, after, after he ran the the five Oh, what did he run? What did he, that, do? Was,
1: that was the guy that, that was the guy that, uh, the Dallas news picked up my interview with him. Cause I asked him a question and he compared himself to, Hernandez and like Antonio Gates and stuff like that. And then yeah. he went out and ran like a, what a 482 or something.
0: <laughs> I thought it might have been five plus. Five oh,
1: maybe I think you're right. It might have been a five-o.
0: Yeah. Uh but Whoa. it was yeah, it, it was it was something that was like basically dis disqualifying, right? But um <laughs> anyway, like, but dude, that team has some talent. And the and the interesting thing is is that that breakout, it came, it came from this dude kind of being a running back. You know, like, he, I, I mean, he was listed as a running back for a long time. Um, he's so he's he's a versatile all around weapon with the versatility to help an offense in numerous ways. You could you could tell it. He's he's really, really good with the ball in his hands. He's not the tallest, but he's sturdy with good body mass index. Cody. I saw Cody in the sheet. You compared him to like a, a, a Lynn Bowden junior. I think that that's a really good comparison. It goes along with my comparisons that I have for him too. Um, mine were Amari Rogers and Demetric and Demetric Felton were two guys that I thought it, and some dude and a little bit of a dash of 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 a like he's 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 got a little bit of a Chan to him, um, bigger almost, but he's got a little bit of that to him just because he's got the great lateral agility, the ability to navigate through uh, traffic with those with those jump cuts and those and those kind of those little laterally bursty moves, not as fast as an HN. Um, that's why I think that Amari Rogers kind of, uh, it's just Amari Rogers was the one that really popped off to me. Um, and he was a dude who I was super high on as a prospect who hasn't done, who's been very, very ineffective at the NFL level, but a dude who does have that sort of, um, you know, just that super sure-handedness. He only had one drop last year. If you look at PFF, really good at addressing the football, framing the football. Um, not a total speed burner. Uh, another dude who he no, he's not as much totally. He went ninety-two percent of his snaps out of the slot like uh, Corley was. But when you look at Anaya Smith, um, you know this last year it's like seventy-two percent of his snaps out of the slot, and it, it, that just comes. Uh, when you watch back the games, I can't think of any that I saw him lined up out wide. He just lines up in the backfield a bunch and, and stuff like this, right? He's he, he's a dude who they want to get the ball in his hands. And while he's not the most um, – he's not really – I wouldn't call him at this point a polished route runner as, as a wide receiver, but we've seen, in, as in the case with Isaiah Spiller, he went a lot earlier than a lot of us thought that he would go because scouts love, love, love the routes that um, – Jimbo Fisher's running backs run. It's a, it's a. Re, we've heard numerous scouts tell us that they say, you know, the way that he uses his running backs in the passing game, those are NFL concepts. Those are NFL things that they're doing. So at the very least, we know that Anaya Smith is really good at that kind of stuff. He's, he's good on these wheel routes, good on these Texas routes, the option routes, stuff like this. I, I think a lot of that comes from his uh, ability just to move in space. Like I said, the lateral agility, the change of direction stuff the uh the jump cuts the pivots the and the fact man it's like he's got a he's got a running back's mindset as a ball carrier mm-hmm. and a lot of lower body strength i mean it's like he's he's not afraid of contact he's fearless over the middle um and he's fast enough to be dangerous I, he's he's not a total burner he's he's mm-hmm. he, he's not a total burner but he's i mean he has more than enough requisite speed to to, to be able to be dangerous well what, what were you gonna ask cody
1: I was just gonna say, like that's one of the notes I have written down for my thing is I, I want to ask you how fast you thought he was gonna be.
0: I think he's a four four eight is what I projected. Is that what you got- have?
1: A four four eight four five zero guy.
0: Yeah, because well, I, I was when I was looking into it, you can look at some of it. He had he had some good. T- I think he was at the opening or one of these um, out of out of high school, and he and he ran yeah. a four five one laser there. So and I think he's faster now. The one thing the was. Order. Is that the, the 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 one thing was he did have a season-ending leg fracture in 2022? So you always wonder if that kind of saps a little bit of the burst. I don't think it. I think he looked fine this year. Uh, this was the best year he's looked as far as being a pure wide receiver. What not a you know. Um, not a huge year and the it w- what really dragged down his production score was he only got in the, he only got in the box twice, I think for two receiving touchdowns. So that makes it look a little bit worse. And I mean, there's a couple of things about his profile that you don't love. He, he has short arms. He like not a good catch radius, uh, like Corley, not, not contested catch guy. He just did. If you look at PFF, he's got like a, I mean, like a, like sub 50% contested catch rate. So like, that's not the way that he's gonna, that's not the way that he's going to, um, That's not, that's not the way he's going to hurt you. I I think that he has the, I think that he has the, he's going to test well in the three cone, the short shuttle, all that stuff. And with those abilities, with those traits, I think that he's going to be fine as a route runner, but he's certainly, I would not call him as far as a receiver right now out of the slot. I would not call him any kind of technician at this point. Um, Andy, just, you just wonder, it's like, what is his position in the NFL? Like might he be just a gadget guy? aniah smith out of out of, yeah. out of texas ain't like could that sort of be where he ends up because could you could he be sort of a jack of all trades master of none type of player um and could he be better at running back i mean if if he weighs 200 if he weighs 200 pounds he moves like that he's just really really good navigating through traffic you just wonder you know for fantasy might it be something where a, a coaching staff s- says like well you know we just get a in here like so this is a really random thing to say but like how the Panthers have been using Amir Smith marset or something like that recently you know do yeah. you know what I mean just get him on yeah. end arounds get you know get get the ball in his hands jet sweeps stuff like this but is is he going to be a consistent mainstay either at, because what he's going to need to be is a consistent mainstay is like a satellite type of back because he's got really good hands like I said on, only one drop i mean he could be a, a terrific asset for you like that a really really rich man's Dem- demetric felton um mm-hmm. but I I think ultimately you just wanted to like hone his craft as a slot wide receiver. Like, and I couldn't compare him to Curtis Samuel because he's not as fast, but I mean, that was another guy that I kind of thought about that maybe this dude could be a little bit like a, could be a little bit like a a Curtis Samuel. So, um, you know, a three-star class of 2019, good early breakout age. He probably would have come out after his uh, after the 2022 season, had he not broke his leg. So, I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about a a definite asset here. I don't do the, I don't do the draft projections like you do, Cody, but I would say that with good testing and a good week at the senior bowl, which I, which I think, I think he'll probably have. um, He looks like a guy who could go in round three to me, round three, maybe round four. And um, that's always a, as far as draft capital goes for dynasty, of course, that's always a kind of a, a dangerous precipice to be on because nobody ever wants these dudes to fall to, day, to fall to day three as far as their picks and their dynasty leagues and mm-hmm. in, the, in round one or round two of the rookie drafts. You generally want that day two capital, but I, I think he could get that day two capital uh, with a good showing in these things. I like him. Um, I, I already know that I'm going to have a hard time deciding if I like him better than Ricky Pearsall, um, but I know I like. There's like as as I, as I looked at the list here, um, I I'm not sure if I like him. I'm not sure who I like more between Malachi Corley. Um, After, after we get through the, you know, of the guys that we've done after we get through Brendan Rice from USC, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, Jacob Cowling from Arizona. I feel like this dude is on a plane with Malachi Corley Corley and Ricky Pearsall where I'm going to have trouble with those three before I get down next to Johnny Wilson from Florida state. You know, that's kind of where I am, but I definitely going to have him in front of Devontae Walker, definitely ahead of Jamari Thrash as far as just these initial rankings. So I'm I'm thinking probably, you know, a dude who I would hope could get day two draft capital because uh, he'd be a player that I would certainly be interested in and, and think that he's got a lot of upside
1: one just a few thoughts that i had on him that i thought it was great you brought it up was the a-chain thing because i thought he reminded me a lot of a-chain in the open field um and not because of the speed but more because of the the way he runs and his vision and his bend but i did I, the one one thing i did notice was that his lower halves like his knee his knee area is a little tighter which is something i saw in a-chain too. and i was like it's just it doesn't bend like a normal uh mm-hmm. like a I don't, you wouldn't, yeah, call, you wouldn't call him flexible right. Yeah, you wouldn't call him flexible. It's a new, it's a nuanced thing. He's he's definitely not flexible in the lower half, but again, you've seen him with a chain like the north south stuff. That's really he's matters, got really man. good
0: leg drive like a chain that the the portrays the, yeah. his his actual size, right? But I, I think his BMI is fine. He's got you know, yeah. you you talked about Corley being a little slider through his kind of lower half and yep. his, his haunches. that's not the case with, with Anais Yeah they're Um,
1: they're kind of polar opposites in that because like i said i think ian smith is a little tighter uh in in the knees whereas like i mentioned even with corley like it's more like the tyreek thing where it's more more rubbery more it's the the word is flexible but i like rubbery uh like in your ligaments and stuff because that's what tyreek is to me but another thing with smith and you mentioned getting him on the field and finding a spot for him is this guy had a hundred Kick and punt returns in college, 72 carries. So like like you mentioned with the running back thing already, he's going to get on the field as a, as a returner day one. He's going to be on all the special team units. 180 receptions. He's a do-it-all guy. Like you mentioned before, he's going to be on the field. And and I like that late third, early fourth kind of conversation. The reason I like the Bowden thing, Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky is he's a guy we literally saw do-it-all at Kentucky. And he ran for like 1,400 yards that one year at Kentucky. I believe he led the SEC that season. But he's a guy now that, you know, yeah, he was on Miami. He was on the Raiders. He was on the Saints this year. Lynn Bowden had 11 catches. He was on the field for 391 snaps this season. And and it feels like people probably don't realize that. And Bowden's not great by any means, but he's a guy that because his special teams usage and because he's uh, a guy that has these uh, abilities to run the ball, receive the ball, return, do all these other things, he's going to be on the field. He's going to get uh, opportunities, unless I guess you're like an Amari Rogers type. And that's that's an interesting comp that I do kind of like for Ainus uh, Smith. But I hope there's a few more opportunities for Ainus than there was for Rogers.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a couple guys here just to see what' you're, um, to see where you are with them. And since these play, since these two players are similar in kind of stature, I think I'm just gonna ask you just how you would rank or how you sort of see them vis-a-vis some of these dudes that we have done you know over the course of the last few years. okay? So just like this okay. is the end part where we just kind of go over this stuff. yep, yep, um, yep. Okay, so I'll start with last year. How do you how do you compare him to how you compared Ronnie Bell from Michigan?
1: Uh, are we talking Corley or Aina Smith? Both. Okay. I um, I I'd, I'd probably I definitely would take Corley over Ronnie Bell and pre senior bowl I would take Aina Smith over him as well. Post a, should be the same thing. I take them both over Ronnie Bell.
0: Okay, from twenty twenty two, how about? Anaya Smith and Malachi Corley, vis-a-vis Khalil Shakir.
1: I would take Corley and then Shakir and then I Smith.
0: You mentioned this guy already, but I had him marked off as a, as a as a comp to discuss. Bo Melton.
1: As a prospect, I'd have Melton ahead of Corley and then ahead of Smith
0: from 2021 how do you compare them both to daz newsom
1: i'd take i'd take both these guys over newsom they I, right. newsom's newsom's a lot a lot of stretch in that in that um he's fine gosh that was another one that didn't hit with chicago what's next
0: demetric felton demetric man i
1: love demetric felton I, I know you did too but i i'd take Corley over felton
0: you gotta take Anaya Smith over Felton. I, and
1: and I think I t- I think I'd take Aina Smith over him too.
0: How about this guy who our number one comp was Golden Tate, Shy Smith.
1: I'd take both these guys over Shy Smith, and I like Shai Smith.
0: I mean, okay. Uh Omari Rogers. I'm not gonna lie. I probably would take. I, at the time probably, if i was going on the pre. I if I'm going on the pre draft stuff, I'd probably I'd probably take Amari Rogers. That Amari Om, was a miss for me. He was my number eight receiver yeah. in the 2021 class. I mean, I I I had him over like. Well, I guess I didn't have him over any. I had him over Nico Collins, which looking back is terrible. But not. 20. I didn't. I don't
1: think I had him. I don't think I had him in the top ten. I remember he was 23 and a half or something when he came out. I. Him and Smith would be close. Cor- Corley, I'd have ahead of him. Him and Smith would be really close.
0: So you like Corley better than Anaya Smith? Clearly, yeah, I
1: got I got Corley ahead of him. He's also he's a year younger, broke out the same age. He's gonna run a tenth faster. Um, I, I just like everything that Corley brings to the table. I think that there's a lot of questions downfield and stuff with him, but um, and I like having him of the guys we've done so far. Having him four behind Cowing, K- Legat, and Rice. I don't think he's going to end up being a top 10 guy uh, just knowing what the rest of this class looks like. But I think putting putting him here is a very respectable spot. I tweeted this out there a day also that there's of what I've seen a receiver so far this year, man, there's going to be the wide receiver 17. You're going to be like, oh, man, how can I get this guy to like 10 12, 10, 11, 12? Yeah, yeah, this is, this class is very nice.
0: Yep. Um, OK, so three more from 2020. How about versus Devin Duvernay?
1: I would have had Duvernay ahead of both these
0: guys. That was a How, miss,
1: that was a miss for me.
0: Lynn Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean, who was your comp?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have had Bowden ahead of Ayana Smith. I would have probably had Bowden ahead of Corley too.
0: And then this is a. I mean, I I know what you're gonna say. Who you had? But looking back, would I mean it would have been? I mean this this comp looks pretty. I mean, this comp dead on to me. Jalen Rager four four seven five five ten two hundred six pounds like i mean it's like
1: i was not a ragger guy at all but uh what we saw coming out of tcu with his downfield ability his strength at the at the catch point his strength with the football in his hands period
0: for these guys
1: i I would yeah i would have had ragger ahead of both these guys and i was not a ragger fan at all but um
0: yeah that's a good that's a good that's a good question